0: We've had such positive feedback from our last episode where we just rambled about uh, basically nothing and everything. Thought we would do it again. So coming up, another random thoughts from the road.
1: Welcome to Random Thoughts from the Road on the Ozark Rides digital network. Conversations about motorcycles, one of the best places to ride
0: in America, the Ozark Mountains of Missouri and Arkansas, and of course, any
1: random thoughts that pop into our head. And now, here's your host from OzarkRides.com, Craig Allen and Randy Lewis.
0: We want to welcome our very first sponsor to the program here at Random Thoughts from the Road, Dr. Brad Bradshaw. So how was your last ride? Was it a lot of fun? Uneventful? Did you hit a cat? Seriously, you need to avoid hitting cats. Now those unexpected road hazards can cause an accident with injuries. So do me a favor. Put Dr. Brad Bradshaw on your phone. His phone number is 417-333-3333. Even I can remember that. Dr. Brad Bradshaw's specialized medical training is the critical difference in getting you or any of his clients the maximum recovery. After the show, check him out online at bradbradshaw.com. Save his number, 417-333-3333. Dr. Brad Bradshaw, physician, surgeon, and lawyer. And we, of course, want to thank him for being our very first Sponsor of Random Thoughts from the Road. So, it's been a long two weeks.
1: Boy, it's been a rough two weeks, I'll tell you that. It has.
0: I'm going to start off with the uh, 600-pound gorilla in the room. <laughs> I understand so, that uh, a car went off the road, flew through the air, and landed through the roof of your bike shop.
1: That is correct. Awesome. You know, kind of stuff you say. only see in movies. <laughs> Oh, man, I think it was better than what they do in the movies, truth be told. So it uh, definitely put a damper on things for a fact. Um, truth be told, crazy chick cruised off the road, fell asleep, um, cruise control on. I got a big embankment behind my shop. She ramped it, decided to take out my 14-foot tall sign on the way to the roof of my building, punched a big hole in the middle of it, flipped and rolled down the top of the building, and then took out the end wall where my garage door was. So, I mean, I think she was moving from California. So I show up, I got done riding a chopper that was going out to a bike rally like the next day. And the parking lot's full of people. Everyone's going crazy. They think I'm in the building still because my truck was still parked there. Um, I show up shortly after my wife had pulled in and I'm just like, what the shit just happened? Can't figure it out. There's a, I mean, there's a hole in my shop. There's laundry, yeah.
0: Car size hole,
1: very, very Two much of a car size Entry hole. Entry and an exit wound, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, it, it was just, it was just mind blowing how how fast things can change. Um, I mean, there's so much to the story as far as n- narrow misses, but um, all of that aside, I probably had about a hundred thousand dollars worth of bikes. Well in fact if you were
0: there the bike you were working on you probably wouldn't be here today.
1: It's a very good possibility. She punched a hole right over where I was working at. Um so I mean I it, it it was just such a close call by by every regards. You know from my timing where I was out riding this bike to coming back to the shop there was something that hung me up for an extra 30 minutes. Um if I hadn't had that I would have been either right out front where the car landed or right where it was working where it came through the top of the building Um, and I would have parked this really expensive chop right where the car landed so it would have got smashed I mean it was just it was just wild Um, and then
0: I'm amazed how little how few bikes got uh, damaged
1: yeah yeah me too honestly three damage two light damage and one total Um, the total was an old 91 Kawasaki Zephyr 750 which wasn't worth a ton of money anyway And the damn part of the story was, is I just traded some labor out for it. Um, but we hadn't done the paperwork. So we, uh, I just let the guy keep it and claim it on the insurance. He's going to get more money than, than anything out of that deal. So, um, I let him renege on the deal so he can get, get some money out of it. Um, after all that, just the sticker shock of what the frick and how did the hell did this happen and wanting to kill this lady. Um, It then came the really trying part. You know, it took me a day and a half, two days to get cleaned up, got everything out. Um, We had to board the building up that night and it was going to rain that night. So we had to get it just, you know, quickly thrown together, something, a wall built and some patching on the roof and stuff. And then we got it done and then it rained like 20 minutes later. So then I'm limited to pulling bikes in and out of the shop through a walkthrough door. I mean, just a little small thing. So. A fraction of the bikes I couldn't even keep at the shop. big part of my business is four-wheelers and UTVs and and things like that. Well, I couldn't keep any of them there at the shop anymore. So now I have the troubling situation of where do I put this stuff? You know, I rent a storage unit and it's full of stuff all the time because I'm just that booked up and busy. So I'm building a house. So I had to trailer them all out to my new house, lock them up in that garage, and then for the next two weeks, go back and forth between my house and the shop working on stuff and dragging tools. And of course it's freaking fall time here. So it very rained. convenient yeah. Yeah, and it rained, it rained. So I spent a lot of time out in the rain, working on bikes, trying to stay caught up and you know, trying to give good customer service to these guys that, you know, they've been waiting for a long time to get into my shop or get some stuff done. And so, I mean, it was not an easy two weeks.
0: But there is a bright side to the whole thing, actually. There is because, as it happens, my bike was in the shop mm-hmm. uh, for some cosmetic work. Didn't get damaged.
1: Yeah, there you so, go. So you know, you it's a always for look win-win. <laughs> Silver linings, right? That's right. Yeah, it honestly, I mean, it, it is cool because, like I, I, I stated before, you know, I probably had there was four motorcycles in there worth totaling, you know, about a hundred to one hundred ten thousand dollars just these four bikes. Now, granted, that's, I mean, a small fraction. I'll keep 30 motorcycles around that shop at all times. So in just those four, um, there's close to $100,000, $110,000 worth of bikes. In um, it missed the big panhead chopper I'm doing. It missed the custom V-Rod I'm doing. I mean, it punched a whole, I mean, feet just to the left of this bike. Nothing came down on the bike. No scratch on this expensive paint job. No nothing. Nothing. Then I had this other big, long stretch chopper sitting by my garage door, and when she came down, the track for my garage door missed by about four inches. The car went about six or eight inches to the backside of this chop, and then the one that I was riding would would have been parked right where the, the car came down in the parking lot. So, I mean, it missed all that.
0: And amazingly, the car was totaled, of course. She basically walked away, didn't she? I mean...
1: Yeah, fairly well unscathed. I mean, for what she went through, I think she, what I heard was she had some compressed discs in her back and then a fractured right wrist.
0: But to look at the damage, you would think she was dead.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. The funny thing was is, you know, I cruised up and for you guys that don't know, I'm a EMT and I had been for years. So my wife, she runs up to me, you know, checking, and I'm like, what the hell happened? And she's like, Randy, there's a lady trapped in that car. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. What the hell happened? (laughs) And she's like, no, Randy, there's a lady trapped in there. She needs your help. And I'm like, seriously, what the frick happened? So anyway, she yells at me again. So I walk over there, and I assess her, and I help with all the response team and everything, getting her drug out and making sure she's okay, which – she was, I mean, there were some odd little, little things about it, but, um, it's for the most part, she was, and she, she just was fine.
0: Simply fell asleep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, she had two dogs with her too. And the funny thing about the whole situation is, is nobody heard anything. And the parking lot, you know, over at Mr. Ed's a restaurant I share the parking lot with, there was people there, but no one heard it. No one How saw could it. You
0: not? It would sound like a bomb going off. Yeah.
1: On. It looked like a bomb went off. But the funny thing is, is one of her dogs that got thrown freaking out of the car, just is wobbling around and lays down in the middle of this busy highway, you know, 65 highway. Really? Yeah. So one of the people were like, that's an odd place for a dog. Then they started looking around for its owner and realized there's a freaking car in my shop. And then that's when all hell broke loose and people started going all over the place and, you know, the the rush was on.
0: Heck, I was at home and my (laughs) sister-in-law, who happens to be a good friend of your wife's, she calls me up and in a panic because she knows i come down there sometimes yeah you know are you all right i think she was worried about me making her next meal
1: yeah most likely <laughs> <laughs> so we're still on for dinner yeah
0: right and yeah. Uh, that's how i heard about it yeah run man. down there i thought maybe you had been the way she had described it you were dead or something yeah, but you lot, weren't even there
1: no a lot of people thought i was um but yeah hey, and honestly like To look at the pictures and to look at it firsthand. I mean, it was absolute carnage. I mean, imagine everything that you have in your house, your personal items, your clothing, all that stuff being packed inside of your car. And then it just explodes out over the I mean, I had I had clothes, blankets, disc detergent, laundry detergent, personal items. Yeah. Just all littered over the top of the shop. All, you know, hanging off these bikes that I had sitting out for sale, just shit everywhere
0: what about that box of money she stole from the bank
1: i wish bro i'm (laughs) telling you she i wish she was db cooper right now so (laughs) i would have taken that and not thought anything else about it
0: okay so we've had some things going on during the week anyways Mm -hmm. as we're recording this it is kind of foggy out on a sunday morning you know when we're done here i'm gonna have to go for a ride You've been riding it all this week other than shop bikes?
1: Shop bikes, man. That's all I do. Shop bikes, shop bikes, shop bikes. Then
0: you don't want to hear that I've been riding every single day.
1: You're such a prick. You know that?
0: Most people don't get that about me. I'm a real ass. Yeah. And I shine where I shine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just going down um, the road, other people flipping me off. Yeah. And well, there's no reason for it.
1: I guess jealousy is the best form of flattery, but I don't want to look like you, but I definitely want to ride like you. I'll ride,
0: what I wish I could
1: ride as often as you do.
0: This this whole pretty thing takes a lot of work.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it does. <laughs> Looks like a freaking sack full of nickels been beating you up for a few years.
0: Yeah, well, they have. <laughs> so I'm looking good then.
1: No, I mean, I probably log more miles than most people do in a year, but it's never on my own stuff. Well, it's it's like you said last time, you're stuff.
0: always evaluating what you're riding, what's wrong yeah, with it. Yeah. You can't enjoy it.
1: yeah. I'm gonna be wrong. It's still better than riding a car or my truck or something like that. But it's just time. You know, I got three kids, uh, coach high school football. My wife is a counselor. She just switched schools this year. So um my kids are on a four-day school week, and I'm thinking, Frick, yeah, I got a whole day. I can do whatevs. Well, no, because now my wife is teaching somewhere else that's on a five-day school week. So now it's daddy daycare on Mondays while working.
0: Okay. So I've got a question. One of the things I wanted to ask you, going for a ride, doesn't matter how long or where, you got two pieces of gear that you cannot live without.
1: What's it going to be? Huh? What's it going to be? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I can't do with two. There's got to be three when you're going on a motorcycle ride. And I know Here it. Comes. Yes, it is. Here it comes. It's
0: they a- have to be materialistic
1: things. Oh, I could put a price on each one of these. It's <laughs> ass, grass, and gas. Got to have it. So here's the reason why, and this is a strong belief here. You got to have gas because motorcycles don't run on dreams, obviously. So if you run out of gas, you can bargain your ass or your grass to get more gas. You're going to have to have grass to enjoy as much gas as you're running through. Okay. And that ass, who doesn't want that at the end of a long day, right? So
0: we've already established our wives don't listen to this, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say I wasn't going to take her, but there's no way in hell I'm I'm bargaining her out for gas money. I'll push that prick, but you know, Dude,
0: ask,
1: yeah, no, truth be told, honestly, when I go for a ride long distance, usually long distance, cause short distance, I just don't give a shit. You know, if something happens, something happens, I'll walk if I have to. But, um, I guess honestly, you know, there's just really one piece of thing, one item that I really like to keep. And that's just an atlas. Um, or a fold-out paper map or something. No GPS for me, you know, you know stuff like that entirely. But give me a, a fold-out paper map. Um, I'd recommend it for anybody with GPS for a backup also. Absolutely. But uh, give me a fold-out paper map and just a freaking great attitude, and, and that's all I really need one way or another. I mean, everybody's going to pack, you know, rain gear and suits and, you know, extra underwear and extra luggage and extra Tools and parts, and I'm just a uh, figure-it-out-as-you-go type of guy. If I need something, I'll buy it on the way. Shit, throw my old stuff away. If I have to, give it away. And
0: I've been really lucky. I mean, I keep a, a toolkit like yeah. everybody should, you know, your basic toolkit. Yeah. Never once in my life ever have I ever had to access it.
1: Yeah. It's like rain s- gear. Yeah.
0: It I'm- doesn't matter. I don't know how many times I have gone out on a beautiful sunny day on a long ride. You know, where you leave early in the morning, you're not getting back till after dark and no rain in the forecast and get drenched. Yeah. So I keep a, a, they, they wad up real small set of frog togs.
1: Yeah. Those are pretty inexpensive and easy to use stuff in wherever. Stuff in there. Yeah. I get it. Um, You know, everybody wants to be comfortable, but just ride faster. (laughs) You'll dry out. Even if you're getting soaked, you'll dry out. But That's why
0: I started wearing a, a full-faced helmet.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I
0: got old enough to wear the the rain at 60, 70 yeah. miles an hour pelting on your face. I don't care who yeah. you are. It's smarts.
1: Yeah, it is. It's just the generational gap. Yeah, I'm it's a little ugly. sporting. Yeah, I'm already ugly, so what's what's a little bit more weathering going to do to me? So That's
0: why at my age I have such silky smooth skin.
1: <laughs> it looks like it. It's gleaming from across the room. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Shut up.
1: Yeah. No, I mean I get that. Everybody, I'd like to know what everybody else tries to pack and what they take and what they have to have. You know, I'd say this might be a shithead move of me, but I'd say a lot of people are going to say my phone charger or something like that because they have to go with their electronics. They have to be connected. But for me, god dang dude, just I see a lot of disconnect. people
0: nowadays are riding even locally. I'll see them riding with their phone and a little mount on their handlebars. I don't, I don't understand that.
1: I don't get phone mounts and cup holders, but I install a shit ton of them.
0: Oh, I'm, I'm offended by seeing a cup holder <laughs> on a motorcycle.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just not for me. The only situation. But I'm
0: an ass. We've yeah, established that. that. Is very good.
1: I'll still be an asshole to this guy, but the only situation where I could see that being somewhat plausible, um, is diabetic. Diabetic people that still ride, um, you know, I know there's, there's a difference between type one, type two diabetes and, and crap like that, but the guys that just definitely have to have something with them at all times, you know, whatever. Sure. Well, i still going to make it, fun of you.
0: I'm a type two diabetic, but I'm, I'm at, the, I'm one of those guys that's uh, at the cusp. Yeah. In fact, in my next checkup, the, the, the old geezer doctor says that he's probably going to take me off everything. Yeah. Because you're
1: glycemic and your diet sucks.
0: Yeah, probably. <laughs> but what I do is I just take a little, I have a little fold down when it's collapsible, but it put it in the freezer and it's like a a, a little cooler that will hold two bottles of whatever. Yeah. yeah. And just throw that in there. But a cup holder, no. I'm yeah. drawing the line. I won't change my mind. Good. I put my foot down and counted to three. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> Suck it, huh? That's yeah. it. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with that, you know. Now, a cigarette lighter, it eh, might be a different story. But a cup holder, man, give me a break.
0: Back in my youth when I used to smoke, I yeah. used to ride with a cigarette hanging out in my mouth. Yeah. But that's been...
1: No greater feeling, right? feel like such a badass cruising, cigarette hanging out, shirt off, hair blowing in the wind. Well, you know, as I much had as had you hair. Can. <laughs> You've seen pictures. Yeah, yeah, dude. Just good vibes only, jamming out. rolling
0: well yeah now i'm just an old man and i don't care anymore i'll use a gps if i'm going somewhere i've never been before and it's a long ways away yeah because along with the old age i'll forget (laughs) and what i don't want to do is stop riding to look at a map
1: yeah what are you gonna stop riding for well if (laughs) if i'm looking for a specific place
0: specifically if that place is difficult to find yeah you know, if you're just going down the highway, going to St. Louis or something, you don't need a GPS or map for that. Yeah. But if you're going to bug tussle somewhere <laughs> and you don't know how to get there.
1: <laughs> yeah. I I mean, I get it. I see the draw to it. And I, I, and I understand technology is amazing.
0: Well, you know what I mostly use the GPS for? Speed. Satellite radio.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. My there GPS
0: is a, it's a Garmin uh, 665. So it was made for motorcycles. It's waterproof. Yeah. Um. But it also has XM Sirius satellite radio.
1: See, that's all right. That's cool. I could deal with that. Yeah. I could deal with that. It's just the guys that can't go, you know, a block down the street without, you know, typing in their coordinates and all that stuff. Or they know. get somewhere and they want to do POIs and try to find the, the nearest, you know, winery or something like that. And I'm like, just get out there, dude. Just figure it out. Yeah. Which we've said that I don't know how many times on this deal and people are probably like you can't honestly be like that why not be prepared why not you know have a plan because i don't freaking want one
0: that's the beauty of riding a bike though not having a plan
1: yeah 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 and i honestly you know hindsight thinking about it i'm just sitting here in my mind i get i would almost guarantee the reason why i'm so anti establishment anti you know um getting with the times and, and having plans for everything is because literally my day is ran on a schedule and on a clock and on i at this time i have to be here and do this and do this and i have to get this done by a certain time and i mean shit it it's like that 7 days a week and i'm just sick and tired of always being it. on a schedule and always being on a time and always having people you know Breathing down my back saying, you know, I have to have this by this time or this has to be done right here. And, you know, at this time, then I have to go and do this job. And at this time, I have to go and do this. You know, I'm just when I get on my motorcycle, I'm just like middle finger to the air. And, you know, everybody can suck it. You know, I don't want to listen to a thing. I don't want to hear a thing. I don't want to know or think about anything other than just, you know, loud ass pipes ripping down the highway. So for me, for me, that's I think that's probably what it is. So I don't mean to insult the guys that have to have one but i also don't give a shit if i insult you
0: (laughs) for me it's um it depends on the situation yeah if i'm riding in the ozarks and i'm just going out for the day i won't take the gps because i know where i'm going and Mm -hmm. how to get there and i listen to music through my phone not on the handlebars bluetooth it's in my pocket
1: oh yeah yeah yeah, um, showing everybody how badass your phone is hanging up there. Hanging up there.
0: <laughs> I turn it on, and I turn it off when I walk in the house. Yeah. But um, for me, there's something to be said for convenience sometimes.
1: Yeah. yeah. Hey, man, it's every coin's got two sides, like what you like and do what you want to do, and don't yeah. listen to me being a judgmental prick, you know?
0: No, you go ahead, because I'll probably edit this out anyway, so <laughs> be as judgmental as you want.
1: Yeah. To everybody, you know, I mean, people are always going to judge you and people are always going to have what they think is the right way or what they want. Um, And I'll tell you what I think, but I just don't.
0: Well, that's the beauty about everything. I mean, it doesn't matter what you do, how you do it, when you do it, where you do it. Somebody's going to judge you. Yeah. It's like, so just do it.
1: It's like Newton's law. Anything that you say, there's going to be an opposite and equal reaction to whatever you have to say.
0: Exactly. So I'm going to change the subject on you. We've talked about cafe racers and things, and I saw this on a video, and I thought that would be great to have for the Ozarks. And I want to think about actually building one, a scrambler bike.
1: Oh, yeah, dude. There's actually a big trend right now.
0: It's it's, Yeah, you know, it's not not like a, I don't know, for those of you that that don't know, maybe I want to make sure that my thoughts of a scrambler were synced up here. It's a street bike, almost like a cafe style, but not quite. You sit upright, Mm -hmm. usually a single seater. It's got tires on it and a suspension travel that will allow you to easily traverse dirt roads. Maybe not get off on trails and stuff. Yeah. I think some like little uh, 500cc Scrambler
1: would be super hot to have around here. Unpack your man toys. You can't go with a 500 Dude, you got to get up there at least a 1,000.
0: No, because a yeah. scrambler, in my mind, is something that's light. Yeah. You can I just guess. whip
1: around real quick. Sure. I guess if you want to die at 10 miles an hour, that's that's all great and everything. Well, As I believe to... you told
0: me one time, and I totally <laughs> yes, agree. Yes, yes, yes. You're it, right. You're going to have a little bike. would be yeah. fun. Run yeah. it to its limit. You're right. You
1: could ride a fast bike slow or a slow bike fast. Exactly. Yeah,
0: didn't mean to call you out here in public. No, you're right. I mean, you I have get to what do you're what saying. you got to do.
1: But here's my idea of it. You obviously probably can't. In my opinion, you can't go with a metric um, because of all the extra shit that comes along with running a metric. You know, everything being water cooled and all the extra stuff there. So there's extra size and weight. Yeah. So we're looking for memorable.
0: lightweight, air cooled.
1: So here it is, and everybody's going to say, "Oh, it's a Chick Bike, the Sportster 1200." Somewhat heavy, but it's already somewhat tall, okay? It doesn't take very much to run good high-end shocks on the back. Change the front fork cartridges out to something that has a lot of valving and suspension travel. You've got torque. What do you need for coming up hills and over little stuff? You need torque. You don't need horsepower, okay? Plus, there's still enough speed to run down the highway comfortably to wherever you want to go and then rip freaking ass on a gravel road. I mean, what are all the flat track runners running right now? Sports 1200s, you know, Indian scouts, where are they all at? They're at that eight, nine hundred thousand, twelve hundred CC motorcycles and a tracker essentially or a scrambler, somewhat like a flat track bike. You know, they've got a flat backbone with a little bit of a pocket. The fender on the back doesn't have any shape to it. It usually, you know, actually loops up. There's a, you know, there's a ton of fender gap in the back. Um, You usually have a set of, you know, three and a half inch or four inch tall rise tracker bars. So something set up more like a dirt bike, but off of a different base. Now you run a sportster. It's better than having, you know, like a diner or something like that, where it's a longer frame and it's a heavier frame. Way too heavy to
0: get back on the dirt roads and stuff.
1: Exactly. It's still short enough. As far as the wheelbase, you can get in and out of places around tight corners. Um, for a good man sized person, you know, if you get that thing tossed over, you can still lift it up. I can still pick up the back of a sportster and swing the thing all the way around. Um, going to make decent power. You could make them make more power, but decent power. The feeding and the seating position on one, you already have a set of mid controls, so they're already back up underneath you. You have a ton of exhaust options for a Sportster. Um, I just feel like it's probably one of the best platforms for what you're wanting to do.
0: It sounds like a reasonable idea, but for me and my generation, I'm going with like a a BSA Lightning.
1: What, do you just not like performance or what?
0: I just like old school.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, I I can see that, I guess.
0: But that's some kind of bike that you would really have to be a a good mechanic and know what the hell you're doing.
1: Yeah, for sure. See, I see two sides of it. I don't want to just go down a a bad gravel road. Like I want to go down a bad gravel road and then just slip off in the woods somewhere and go. And you
0: don't think a Sportster would be too heavy for that?
1: I don't. Not Not for me personally, but no, I don't. Um, because of the frame design and the shortness of the frame, I think it'd be perfectly fine for
0: that. Like the old Honda SL three fifties or the four fifties. Yeah. Two cylinders. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, see. I mean, then you're getting back into a time to the sixties and seventies where essentially all their little street bikes were kind of what you're talking about. You know, they came out with knobby tires on them.
0: Well, that's the, the Honda made the four fifty scrambler.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Just for that. That's exactly what we're talking about. So, Yeah, you can go buy one of those and have just exactly what you want. Have vintage. It'd be super, super cool. But for the guy that doesn't like vintage, I guess, that's not me.
0: Is there such a creature out there? Yeah,
1: no joke. Um, But I tell you what, if you got a pocket full of money and it's burning a hole there, you come see me and I'll hook you up with a scrambler. Whoever you are, if you don't want an old vintage one and you want something made new, I got your back.
0: As a courtesy?
1: As a courtesy, yeah. Yeah. As a courtesy, I also hold a couple extra Benjamins for you at the very end of it.
0: You're what they call a mess.
1: You have no idea. A hot mess doesn't even describe anything near what I am.
0: I, I, I'm just looking at you. I don't know what to say to that. I just, <laughs> so I just won't say it. Okay. Well, I kind of think that kind of wraps it up. It's it's time to go writing. But next time, I think maybe we ought to have a conversation about the difference between uh, metric and standard.
1: Which is majority Harley Davidson. It does
0: break down to that. I'm sitting here thinking, doesn't it? Does, it does, yes. I, just, I mean, this whole idea just kind of popped up. and
1: It does. I mean, that honestly, when anybody thinks about it, you know, I know even Polaris is a very right. American. My, made.
0: Uh, my bike is an American-made yep. Polaris victory. Mm-hmm. It's all metric.
1: Yes, it is, which this is going to suck. It's just going to pain me to say the majority of new harley nuts and bolts are metric also but they're not considered a metric motorcycle
0: that's because harley davidson for the most part is made overseas assembled in america but that's a subject for the next broadcast now i'm going to leave people pissed off at me (laughs) but i like harley so you know we'll talk about that next time